Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what's going on, man? Dude, I'm doing well. I'm really, I know we're a couple weeks post-Easter, but I love that we're still talking about Easter. Yes. You know, it's one of those things I think sometimes Christmas and the implications of God's son invading human history, we could probably talk about that other than December. Yeah. (laughs) And we can talk about the resurrection. That's right. Other than Easter Sunday. (laughs) I mean, considering it looks like the church moved its date. Yeah of standard regular Saturday worship practice as a result of that newness of life, the, the, all that Easter represents. So yeah, I'm pumped. And, and, and we talked about this last week, right? That this is what the early church fathers, this is what the early church believers did. They kept bringing up the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. because of how important it is. Yeah, And we just, we can't ever forget it. And so, you know, uh, we we typically hang out at Christmas one season a year. Yep. But we never get out of the resurrection. We no. never get out of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And so, you know, it's great that, like you said, we're, we're spending these next several weeks just talking about his resurrection. This is what we hang our hats on. I like it too, dude, because, you know, this past Easter, my focus, uh, you know, I did a little, that little Easter week series on the I eyewitnesses and Easter I took sort of the tact with you know what would this have been like through Matthew's eyes yeah um and just to recap super super quickly on that you know Matthew was the tax collector so in a sense he bets on Jesus yep he does his internal calculus and thinks I got a steady job I've already torched every relationship my kinsmen most certainly see me as a traitor in a turncoat. Right. But at least I got a nice steady income. But now this Jesus person who I've heard so much about, the buzz in Capernaum's electric, I, I, it's like he bets on him. Yeah. So once Jesus dies and the disciples scatter and they're hiding like cowards, yeah. as we talked about last time. Yep. Or two, I think I can't remember. It was last time. Yeah, yeah it, yep. it was uh, on the last cast. What is it like for Matthew? That was kind of my angle yeah. on Easter and what Easter might have meant through his eyes. And it, it's a window for all of us. Yeah, you know the because um, in a sense to the outside world, uh, it's and I'm using betting on Jesus tongue firmly implanted in in my cheek. Right. Right. But really, from the outside perspective, that's how probably a lot of people understand. Yeah, well, this guy bets on this old Jesus thing yeah. being real. And Matthew certainly could have been understood like that. You know, he he, he he trashed his life for the sake of a steady paycheck. Yeah. Then he gives up the steady paycheck. Right. To follow Jesus. And then he's dead. Yeah. 
and that time before the resurrection. Woo! So what did Easter mean to Matthew when he saw it? So that was Easter. Yep. But every Easter, dude, I drive home and I think, oh, my goodness. I wish I'd said I wish I'd said that. I, w- I say that every week. Right, right. But especially about a topic like this. Yeah. So that's why I love we're doing it this month. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast, right? Yeah. Is it's, you know, an unchurchy podcast um, that we do. It's, it's things that, you know, I think our last tagline when we first were doing the podcast was, you know, uh, ADHD conversation about yeah. things that you don't typically get to talk to on a, right. talk about on a Sunday morning. And, and now, of course, I have no ADHD. <laughs> Lady in the church gave me the best definition on that. I, tell that I remember you remember, telling me about that, yeah. Yeah, it was the uh, <laughs> attention deficit. Hey, donuts. <laughs> yeah. That's just perfect, man. That's perfect. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, actually, dude, that is the whole purpose of this cast is that we get to talk actually we can say the true reason dude is that uh, our wives are tired of hearing us talk <laughs> so nathan and i just have each other that's we're right. like well joy and lisa don't want to hear diddly about what we got to say anymore <laughs> they got more important things to do so uh we get together and uh, hear ourselves talk no but that's... we in all seriousness um it just shows no subject can ever be exhausted right even with a podcast right but it does take us a little deeper oh yeah and i love if the resurrection is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, as yeah. we said last time, that if he didn't rise from the dead, this whole... Honestly, dude, if we somehow had empirical, case-closed evidence, no resurrection of Jesus, dude, I mean, we should just turn this over to the Red Cross, this building right. we're in, close up shop, right? you know, just uh, you know, give the money to some humanitarian cause mm-hmm. we've collected and we're using to fund missionaries and all this and say, hey, we're going to regroup. That's how Paul defines the stakes yeah. yeah and when he says we're of all men most to be pitied yes the most miserable men yes th- those are the stakes right you know it's not a light thing like well christianity adds a little improvement right a little spice of life man well and i mean again the reality is i mean you you swung to the humanitarian way but let's swing to the other way i yeah. mean uh Stalin was oh. certainly heavily influenced by atheism, yeah. the the complete absence of God. Uh, and, point. you know, so when, when we talk about this idea of, all right, if the resurrection is not real, if our faith is dead and not real, what are we ultimately left with then? Dude, that is a great point, a sobering point, that you could just go the path of complete... Self-indulgent, mm-hmm. every man for himself, materialism. Sure, I mean that's an option. Yeah, people could take because, in a sense, you're challenging. Well, if there's no resurrection, what you're really saying is life is very, very short. Right. Uh, we all, I guess, I don't know, become dirt to fertilize somebody's garden. Right. And you know why? Why are we messing around with humanitarian causes? Right. We're all on this sinking ship anyway. Just get as much as you can. Much pleasure, much money. Yeah, look out for yourself. I mean, that's an option people take. Yeah, uh, that reject any right. thought of this. So that's that's actually another good point. Well, it, ways you could go. And let's be real: as, as much as people might tout the whole God and country thing, yeah, the resurrection, not not resurrections. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got a new the theme. insurrections. Yes, um, that that we would see going on in governments are clearly 
not the work of Bible believing Christians. Right. I mean, you look at you look at Paul and when he speaks in in Romans under an oppressive emperor like Nero yep. who is delighting in burning Christians and throwing them into the Colosseum. I, I mean, and Paul says, no, 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 that government that's doing all these things to us, guess what? Yeah. That was established by God. Right. And so we are to honor that government because ultimately God has put them in charge over us. Right. And so, you know, uh, until they call us, which they did, mm-hmm. to stop preaching the gospel, right. we will do everything they say. Yep. Except for stop preaching the gospel. Absolutely, dude. And and you know that's that's the reality, right? Is any aspect of society that we look at, any allegiance that we as believers give to any credence of morality, any honor and respect to parents, to uh, the authorities over us, it doesn't matter if those things are based in secular culture or Christian culture. They yep. were established in the in God. Yeah. And so that's that's why everything is the way it is. That's why deep down we long for government and justice, and we long for um, peace. We long sure. to see, you know, <clears throat> um, those who cannot help themselves. We long to help them. You know, all of these things. This is rooted in God, and so the Bible is very clear. If there is no God, yeah then, you know, where do we go from there? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's unthinkable. We've commented on this, uh, Nathan. This is resurrection-related, but it's more general, too, like you're saying. I, I find life hard with Jesus. Yes. It's when you taste that, it's almost unimaginable to think of life without him. Yes. I'm in awe sometimes of, of people. I, I, I mean it in a... In a kind affirming way i really do people that can get through some of life's hardest trials yeah just a couple of weeks ago dude we had that we had another school shooting uh, yeah at, at the christian yeah uh, that was just uh yeah like you said just a couple weeks ago yeah and, and so you've got that you know just this unspeakable act of of evil and, and horror uh, that happens, and I, I, I feel for those involved, the yeah. victims, uh, uh, families, and their parents, and I believe the, the pastor's daughter yeah. of the church. Little nine-year-old girl. Nine-year-old little girl, yeah. along with two other nine-year-old yeah. um, uh, students and, and three staff members. and You know, you just think of the families, and, and that's just one incident of so many in this world. And I think, okay, I, I at least know probably several of those people have the Lord in their life. Yes. And it's going to be so difficult these right. coming days, oh, yeah. and months, and years. And I'm uh, sometimes it, it gives me the chills yeah. to, to to think of that. So tie this to the resurrection, and what is lost if Christ did not rise again? Yeah. Uh, and his his resurrection, if it happened, right? Uh, and we certainly believe that it did. Uh, it assures us that a life that was lived nine years on this life yeah. continues. Yes. Right? So all the struggle with the futility of it and the the counterintuitive, shocking nature of a life that would be snuffed out that young. Now, what certainly doesn't solve all of our emotional pain right. in this life, right. it opens up hope. Right. Oh, my goodness, Christ defeated death. Right. We know it because 
he was walking around after he died and spoke of this kingdom and spoke of this resurrection for ourselves. I mean, the stakes are, they couldn't be higher. Yeah. Well, and, and I love how you said he was walking around, right? Yeah. Uh, because I, I often feel like there's such a misconception of what is eternity going to look like? And, oh, yeah. and we're in this misconception that we're, we're going to be in the, you know, we're going to be these, you know, disembodied spirits floating around the, the clouds playing harps. Yep. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The Bible clearly states that, no, 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 you're, you're given another body. Yep. You're going to dwell on the earth. Mm-hmm. Those relationships that you had on earth, guess what? Many of those, if, if, those were believers yeah. you will still maintain those relationships but they'll be perfect oh sure you know and we've talked about this dude which i think we've probably casted on this before and we we probably should again yeah but we've said uh, i get why a lot of people even adults but a lot of kids are freaked out about heaven yeah if we don't emphasize everything you just covered yeah the physicality yeah. of it so i've come to tell my kids guys it won't be the same, but right. heaven has much more in common with that awesome day we had at Hershey Park yes. than it will have with whatever thought you have of the harps and yeah. the clouds. Of, <laughs> right. I mean, what in the world? Right. Where did that idea come from? Right. It's, but it's so, um, it's so uh, ubiquitous. It, 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 I, I find it everywhere where people are, um, you know, kind of freaked out because... Yeah. And why wouldn't we be? We live in a physical body in right. a physical world. That's yeah. how God designed us before sin entered the world. Yes. It's not like, well, we were a disembodied spirit, sin entered the world, we got stuck with, no. Right. Bodies, food, yeah. uh, relationships, yep. color, sounds, yeah. smells, texture, all these wonderful things. Innovation, travel, yes. Yes. all of these things. Dude, discovery. Discovery, instruments, yeah. right? Civilization, building. Uh, recreation, family, all these things. And then uh, that's how God started things out. But heaven is going to be, uh, there's Lawrence Welk music playing right. in the background. There's a little <laughs> bubble machine. There's little uh, little puffs of cloud that right. go by. And I hope my mind's big enough to hold my chubby cherub himself. Oh, my goodness, dude. That's like a, a fever dream when right. I'm sick. It's like I got the flu and I'm having some fever dream. Hard right. pass. <laughs> Uh, well, and not only Paul seems to say a hard pass on that too. Yes. I mean, you know, he emphasizes, you know, Second Corinthians five. Yes, yeah. I mean, we just, you know, the, the concept again of the resurrection and how comforting that is. Looking at Jesus in his resurrected form here with his disciples, yeah. you know, the scars that will be there for all eternity that we will admire and just see, man, this is my savior. Yes. And you remember when we had Elise Fitzpatrick on, you know, she had yep. that, that thought, you know, imagine you're sitting down with a group of friends and you're having a picnic and just talking about whatever it might be. Yeah. And, and Jesus just comes along. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. You know, let me, let me join you. I remember that. It's an awesome picture. Yeah. It? It's just, and again, much more true yes to the portrait we have in scripture of our hope so yeah dude let's let's kick some evidence yes. man. because <laughs> i i did want to say Nathan, it's funny in the time since we've last podcasted had another conversation with my son ironically wasn't planned it just sort of came up and uh, well it's too long of a conversation to summarize let me just say 
the takeaway yes. for me in that conversation, um, and I think uh, my son would say the same thing, was, wow, if we of, of all the things to study, to try to put in your memory tank, the resurrection, because remember last time I said, if we tell our kids their only hope is to defend every aspect of the Bible. Right. It's going to be one in a million kids that do that. Right. They're probably going to be very intellectually advanced. Yeah. They're probably going to have some natural intuition and interest in, in things that most young 17, 18, 19, yeah. 20 year old kids do not. Right. Uh, like Near Eastern history. And, you know, there, there's a lot. So, because, you know, I, I every kid that goes to a secular college, I was one. My kids have done it. Uh, and I've known so many people that have. You're going to get that. It's usually a class like uh, history and literature of the Old Testament. Right. Is, or some version of that yeah, class. Yeah. That's what I had. That's what they've had. Yep. And you're going to have a guy who has a PhD, who's well-educated, might be funny, warm, kind. Yep. And they are going to, quote, unquote, and I'm air-quoting on an audio podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> they are, quote, unquote, going to dismantle the Bible. Yes. I think you and I would both say, well, they're, they're really not, but... Right. The effect in a young sure. person's mind. Oh my goodness! I never knew about this. I never yeah. knew about the. And are we saying that our kids have to be coached from the time of twelve or thirteen to know every nuance of apologetics? I think they should know some. Sure. But the resurrection is yeah. so rich, and I'm telling you, when you get a hold of that, um, Mo again, most skeptics yeah. I know aren't really prepared to talk about that. Right. They might be prepared to talk about um, what's one of the big ones, dude? Oh, uh, 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 God commanding the Israelites to kill the Canaanites. Yes. Yeah. Gen genocide, quote unquote. Genocide, <laughs> you know, uh, ethnic cleansing, yeah. you know, these kinds of arguments. Or they homophobia. might. Homophobia. Homophobia. Slavery. Yes. Right. And neither of us are saying those things don't matter. Right. We're going to do casts on those yeah. subjects as well. And bring in people and talk about those. But again, it's not, you, we're not telling our kids to, to tell their professors or their friends, those things are unimportant, but Hey, yeah, actually though, basis of my faith isn't on what you're saying, right. on the nature of homosexuality or the nature of right. uh, whether there was genocide in the old Testament. Um, the basis of my faith is because right. Jesus died yes and came back yes so then you can ask that question we keep saying if you met somebody that predicted and pulled off his own death right. then resurrection so i always put it in modern times Nathan. like imagine yeah. you and i are um, talking we're comparing schedules like we do all the time when we plan our podcast hey no that tuesday night won't work you enjoy yeah. have a commitment shoot sunday afternoon won't work that day we're we're taking uh ben back to school um oh yeah that date will work what if one of these times I said, the only thing is, yeah, that that Wednesday I'm going to die. So tell you what, let's meet on Saturday when right. I'm alive again. <laughs> like, all you have to do sometimes is take this story we're used to and put it in right. modern parlance. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> but that's what we're saying. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and so to get somebody to say, imagine that, because yeah. yeah, at first they might picture it in stained glass and some ethereal fairy tale. No, 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 no. Yeah. What we're saying about the heart of the Christian faith is like that. Yes. There was a man who said, I'm always fascinated with what you're doing. Uh, afterwards, I will meet you on this mountain, and right. I will give you these directions. <laughs> a after what? Oh, after I'm dead. Right. Uh, what? Right. I mean, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. So I love just kind of starting there 
And then if a person will give you even a mild hearing. Yes. And you ask them to consider. So let me ask you, if he did come back from the dead. Yes. What do you think? Yes. I mean, most of us have never met somebody that's done that. Yes. So <laughs> I'm thinking, let's start there. Yes. And equip our kids to yes. think deeply about this subject. So yeah, Because the reality is, as you, you said it so great, we cannot prepare them for every little argument that comes. And it's so impossible. let's say let's say I prepare them for 15 out of 20 arguments. Right. So now the professor is introducing them to five new arguments mm-hmm. that I have not prepared them for. Yep. And that's where those doubts start coming of in. Course. I mean, the reality is I just talked about this with my uh, with my students, you know, I, and I I gave them a very uh, time to wake up moment spiritually. Yep. And I, I said, we're, we're talking about the assurance of the believer. I said, OK, who in here has struggled with their faith? Yeah. Either because they were embarrassed or whatever. Nobody raised their hand and I had said, nope, never, never, never. Yeah. We're, we're talking about juniors in high school. Sure. I said, OK. Um, first of all, I didn't necessarily believe them. Yeah. But second, I said, now, if you haven't, and guys, just please understand this. I'm not saying this to be mean or cruel. I'm saying this to be honest. If you have not, you will. Of course. Because that that's just the truth about being a a believer. Like the the story of Thomas in the Bible yeah. is a story not of Thomas. It's a story of us. Yeah. And even the resurrected Christ who is alive, there are doubts that creep into my mind. Is this real? Yeah. Am I truly saved? Whatever the doubt, there are doubts. Yeah. But again, if we cling to the resurrection. Yeah. How many fewer doubts do we come against yeah. in that instance? Absolutely, dude. And I always say, are there going to be question marks on the Sure. Yes. And and that's how we often live. Do you remember, you know, uh, the the man who told Jesus, "I do believe." Help my yes. unbelief. Yes. I'm more concerned with helping, particularly the next generation, but but everybody, every generation, on. Let's get really locked in on this. Yes. Right? And then, okay, there'll be questions that come, and we'll deal with them as they do. But if you base your faith on something other than the resurrection, yes, and then somebody can can dismantle that or seem like they can with smoke and mirrors, you, oh, what am I going to do? Right. You know, what am I going to do? And I think the resurrection, and for the fact that Paul ties our hope and our faith to that principle, the matters of first importance is key. Yes. So what the one we only covered one last time. We did. And and so uh, Dude, I forget if, what it was. So last time it was who would die for a lie. Yes, thank you. Who would die for a lie. <laughs> that's um, great. Dude, that's great planning on my part. <laughs> now, we were going to cover six or seven of these things. Last week we covered one, but I don't remember what it was. Well, here's my thought because I think this is important. We teased it yeah. uh, last week. Um this week let's talk about the state of those disciples yeah. on Saturday. That's great. And the change that comes upon them 40 days later. Because we teased on that, but we actually didn't do a deep dive into that. And then next week, let's talk about some of the common objections to the resurrection. Of course. So I'll throw one more at you. Yeah, yeah. I want to get, I I definitely want to talk about this one. Yeah. One more that you might guess. It's always my personal favorite. Um, And then, yeah. So, I mean, we, in other words, everything you just said. Yeah. Plus the one I want to squeeze Plus the one. in, if we have time. All right. Uh, it's yeah. It's uh, we've got. What, what are we going here, dude? Another. Um, we got another twenty-five minutes. Yeah, or so? twenty-five minutes. Yeah. So uh, yes, 
the argument that you, I think, wisely referenced, picture Saturday. Yes. Which we've already talked about. Saturday is the day of they're fearful. Yep. The disciples are scattered. Jesus is dead. Yep. His body has been placed in a tomb. Yep. It is sealed with an, essentially an immovable yeah. stone. And I think that's important to understand. Yeah. It is... And when we say when we say sealed, we yeah. literally mean this this stone that took who knows how many men yeah. to place in front of this thing, which is not what they normally did. No, but no. in this case, and and not only that, but um, they they literally would have put the stamp of yeah. Pilate yep. on this thing. Basically, if you if you try to do anything to this thing, if you try to mess oh, with this yeah. in any way, you will lose your life. Yes. Well, dude, it's it's like it, it has such a an official uh, cloud upon it. Yeah. Uh, if you think of, remember a few years ago, it was a horrible story. It was a young man in North Korea uh, who who took something from a hotel, uh, some emblem, and he regretted doing it. Of course, that gave them just cause to imprison him. Yeah. And then he, well, he was sent back here, but he had died. He's a young man. Yeah. Uh, but just think of, of that image. He took something yeah. in North Korea that he was not supposed to. Yeah. So the fact that they seal it, they've got the stone there, they they dispatch centurions, yes. armed soldiers. Yes. This is not something. Dude, it's kind of like when you see an active crime scene. There's been a horrible event. And you've got the police tape. You've got most. Yeah. Like, you and I aren't getting in there. No. You know, no. and if we try, it, it's going to be bad. So, here's Saturday. Yeah. So, again, go back to where I was on, on Easter. Just picture Matthew and picture all of them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What? what like, they are quaking in their boots. Yeah. They are hoping that maybe now that Jesus is dead, their best hope probably at that point is, Will they be able to avoid guilt by association? Right. Will the fever bloodlust of Good Friday evaporate to a point? Right. That they can kind of slip away in the background, go back to their jobs. And yeah. They've got an advantage. They 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 can go up north. Yep. And they can uh, find, um, you know, a, a rhythm, and that seems to be what they do. Right. Uh, to to get away and to. Uh, get back to their routines, and, well, I guess they're going to spend the next few years in their minds kind of uh, almost like, uh, I hate to say it, but when you have a bad relationship yeah, and you break up and it's been intense, it's, yeah. Yeah, it just did not end well, and you, you kind of try to find a new rhythm, a new normal. That's the picture of the disciples. Yes. It's not inspiring. Right. <laughs> It's right. never something we'd hold up in a youth talk, like you're going to give a youth talk, right? Right uh, tonight, the day we're recording, dude, you're not going to say, "Hey guys, let me tell you about some awesome people of faith <laughs> on this Saturday." Like you're, you're like, "Oh, I better find another example, right?" right? right. Um, no dare to be a Daniel here. Yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, exactly, man. It's like uh, no courage like, like David. Yes, yes. It's like be, be a, uh, be a. Cowardly weenie. Right. That's, that's what you're. <laughs> that's what's saying. going on. <laughs> so that's that's how they're portrayed. Now, the other thing that's fascinating me uh, is okay. Matthew is one of the writers of the gospel. Yes. Mark was not an original apostle, so right. to speak, but the tradition tells us, and it certainly matches, and all the evidence is there that he got his directly from 
Peter. Yes. I'll skip Luke. Luke's kind of an outlier. Yep. His his connection to the story. And John. Yes. Who was there. You don't get these portrayals of these guys from other people. Right. You get them from them. From them. Yeah. Which, dude, who does that? Right. I mean, again, if you're making up the story. Yes. Well, why am I doing that? Right. Let's let's be real. I mean, every time we we tell a story, right? If I'm going to tell the story from my perspective, yeah. um, now I I've got a little bit more bravado on me than most other people yeah. when it comes to conversations and in intense situations. Sure. So some of that might be true. That's new because you just watched John Wick. 4. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll we will that. be talking about we'll sometime. Save you watch that's John right. Wick 4, that's why you got right. that bravado. <laughs> You're like, if Keanu can do it at 58. That's right. Says, I can do this at 40. <laughs> Keep going, though. Keep going. But but there's going to be some embellishment. Of right? course. I'm, of course. Regardless of how it went down, whether yeah. it was good or bad, there's going to be some embellishment to make me seem better. Oh, yeah. Than I was. We we that's got, what we do. We've got none of that here. We no. have these guys literally locked in a house, cowering in a corner, yeah. uh, scared to death that the Romans, the Jewish leaders, are going to come in and get them and do the exact same thing to them. Of course, that they did to Jesus. And, and let's be honest, dude. We'd be the same. Way. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly true. I mean, yeah. this is this is Jesus who raised people from the dead, who healed the sick, who had control over the most powerful beings that they had ever seen. I'm talking, of course, of the demons. Yep. And the these men came in and arrested him and beat him and killed him. Yeah. And that's where they are. Yeah. All of the information about, guys, this is going to happen to me, okay? All of the three years that he's been preparing them, guys, I'm going to die. I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to die. But guess what? Three days later, I'm coming back. It's like you said, right? We're going to meet here on day three. (laughs) Yeah. It's fascinating. You're so right. We we always do embellish. It just reminds me quickly, Lisa's father, uh, Steve Leslie, you know, who passed... uh, Oh, over a decade ago now, hard to believe. Funny, uh, just larger-than-life persona. He told great stories. And um, he would often tell a story, and then he would kind of end it like, yeah, yeah. So I, I told them, blah, blah, blah. And we'd all be like, wow, you, you really said that? And so Connie, my mother-in-law, yeah, said, yeah. it's like, Steve, did you say that? He goes, no, but I... Uh, but I thought about it. <laughs> so that was always my take. Right, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, if, yeah. If nobody trapped him, he might have left us with the impression that, yeah, and I told that's them, right. you know, why don't you go pound sand and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we do that. Yeah. How many kids tell a story? Oh, and then I was right. like... <laughs> and as the teacher, you're looking there, I, I saw you uh, in that class. Yeah. That's not what yeah. happened. I saw you. You peed your pants right. and hope nobody noticed <laughs> until recess, right? And um, yeah, and... So that's a, I love your point there, Nathan, because that itself, the, the portrayal, and mm-hmm. we're going to get to the, the change, mm-hmm. but the portrayal of their frailty, mm-hmm. man, the only reason to do that is we are convinced we are communicating a message yes. from heaven yeah. outside of us. To use John Stott, the late John Stott's analogy, like the gourmet waiter in a five-star Manhattan restaurant uh, that has a world-class renowned chef that people you know, sign up reservations three months earlier. 
if you're the waiter and you're like, you know, I don't really like where he put the parsley. I think the rice pilaf <laughs> should be like, you're done. Yeah. You your job is to get the plate as it was prepared by the chef. Yes. And pass it on. Yes. That's how they saw. Yes. This story. So what do you do? Well, I, I don't really like that. I look like a cowardly wimp. Right. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Because this is the truth. Yeah. And this is part of the story of Jesus that has to be told as it happened. Yes. It just, oh, that gives me the chills. Can we, I mean, if we can just take a sidebar for a second, that's how scripture portrays us, period. It does. I mean, it, it does. I mean, you look at David, right? He's the archetype king of Israel. Yeah. And the portrayal in scripture is he has moments of really high highs. Yep. But then he's got a lot of moments of really low lows. I mean, yeah. when you go through the story of David, we're we're not talking about, oh, you know, he he makes this great leap onto the top of the mountain, and then you know, yeah, he 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 just kind of stumbles back a few feet. It's like, right. no, no, he makes great leaps on top of the mountain, and then he's all the way back down at the bottom of the mountain again, trudging back up. It's almost, dude, like he he rolls down two hundred and twenty two <laughs> Paris Cathedral steps. <laughs> Um, I don't know why that image popped into my head right now. Like he gets there at sunrise and then... um, For those of you who know, you know. If you know, you know. And if you don't, shame on you for not knowing. Uh, For a low, low price of $100, Nathan, I will tell you. No, we we won't do that here. Um, But absolutely, that is the portrait of humanity of the best of the best characters. So you're right, Old Testament. I mean, dude, Moses. Yeah. Moses didn't get into the promise right. land for his sin. The, the scripture is clear about that. Yes, and um, David, you're right. Who is the 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 standard bearer of all the kings? The good ones and the bad ones after him are measured against him. Yep. And wow, you know, there there, there was just a, an epic uh, fail, as the yeah. kids used to say. And uh, so, yeah, to tie that into this resurrection story, it's this to me, Nathan, I would call this, if last week was the who would die for a lie when they know it's a lie. Yeah. This week is your classic before, after evidence, right? Yes. How do I know this uh, this diet program works? Well, here's the before picture. Here's right. the after picture. Yeah. Right? We do it all the time. How do I know that, uh, you know, this new energy pill is going to help me, you know, well, here's the before picture and it's like you're... You're eating popcorn. You know, right. It's, it's my life. Yeah, you're, you're watching Netflix, and then then the next thing, you know, you're, oh, my goodness, you're, like, you know, chopping on a tree like a lumberjack right. and all that. I mean, that's how advertisers do it because they know yes. they're trying to yes. furnish evidence. Now, we know sometimes they manipulate. Yes. But so the before picture is what you just described. It is the weak, cowardly, oh, my word, what's going to happen to me? But this is where, again, it ties back to last week. The historians will tell us, well, Christianity spread through the Roman Empire. Why? Because there were people like Peter, Matthew, Thomas, that took the message of the Christian faith to many parts of the world. What are you talking about? Right. At risk of their death, risk of persecution. And now we see them bold yes they're proclaiming look at acts four dude i looked yes. at that this morning because i knew we were going to talk about this today uh just to summarize it quickly acts four you've got peter and john dragged before the scene before the sanhedrin yeah exactly what you said earlier um they forbid them 
yeah. to preach and teach Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. And they say, yeah, we're not going to do, right. we're not going to uh, do what you, you're telling us to. We're yeah. not canceling that message. Um, and they say, who should we obey, God or man? Right. We're going to obey God. So, uh, wait a minute. Right. Who are these people? Right. It makes no sense. Um, unless. Yeah. They saw the risen Jesus. And I would add one more thing. That same risen Jesus that they saw also emboldens their faith with yes. the sending of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So, yes. They're, they're both linked. But the resurrection is at the core of that. Yes. That Jesus defeated death. Um yeah, the picture, dude, the before and after picture is staggering. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed, Nathan, I think we may have talked about this before. Like, if you read Peter in Acts 2, Acts 3, Acts, he sounds like Jesus in the Gospels. Yes. All of a sudden, yeah. you're like, he never sounds like right. that in the Gospels. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's, like, kind of complaining and, and suggesting things and making promises he can't keep. Yeah. And then you see, I mean, he's quoting the Old Testament. Yeah. He's... He's so locked in, it's incredible. Isn't that what we see with all of them, though? I mean, look at oh, yeah. uh, James and John, right? Sons of Zebedee. I mean, they're the yeah. sons of thunder, uh, and yeah. they've earned that name. Yep. <laughs> and their posture, every single one of them has changed, right? I mean, yeah. Peter, who's willing to whip out the sword and and chop off the ear, yep. right? I mean, all, all of their fight that they have when Jesus is there gets deflated. Then Jesus comes back. And the spirit comes upon them and not they're not willing to kill for the faith. Now they're willing to die for the faith. Yeah. There is such a dynamic turnaround and change that happens to them. As you said, we have this picture of them before Jesus's death, yeah. during Jesus's death, and then after Jesus's death. Yeah. And and we just we see this beautiful transformation that that we are supposed to see right this is who we are um you know whatever it is you know warts and all this is who we are yeah and then christ comes in and does a work in our lives yes and there's a change that goes on and now this is who we are after um and you know you've said it many times sometimes it's uh one step forward two steps sure, back sometimes sure. it's two steps forward but but there's a change that begins to occur they're different people than yeah. they were yes which which do, takes us right to the heart of, of the gospel, right? Second Corinthians uh, five seventeen. If yeah. any man is in Christ, yeah, he's a new creation. The old's passed away; the new's come. Yeah. So, yeah, the changed lives of those followers needs to be given press. Yeah. Because again, all you have to do is ask somebody. Um, so how how did this message spread? Yeah. Uh, how did it? go out into the world. How, why are we talking about it today here in Harford County, Maryland, right. 2000 plus yeah, years 23, later? 23, yeah. Crazy. It is a it's just a staggering picture of uh the power of those changed yeah. lives. And that's all the resurrection. And yeah. What I love is you 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 would almost say you didn't have the story. All you had up in, in the story of Jesus was up until the point that he died. Yeah. And you had nothing else. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I'm doing it for the sake of argument. But today you've got churches and yes. people spreading the gospel and cathedrals and orphanages that are founded in the name of Jesus. And so how did you get that? I think you the only thing you could invent yeah. 
is what happened. Yeah. To explain it. Yeah. Uh, because it makes no sense. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I I think that argument. So we've got you know who would die for a lie when they know it's a lie. Yeah. And the the radical yeah. character change of his original followers. Yeah. Before when they're the ones that are telling the story. Yeah. And people just you're right. We particularly in that male dominated patriarchal age. Yeah. You don't make yourself look weak. Right. Even the virtues Jesus taught, like meekness, gentleness, mm-hmm. were considered. Humility was not considered a virtue. Right. That's. I mean, it's shocking. We're so. Used yeah. To, humility, I think, is considered a virtue today because of Christianity. Yes. Because um, pri- you read all those Greek Roman philosophers prior to, it was considered a sign of weakness. Yeah. You know. So. Well, when, in, in the way he turns um, upside down, right? You know, you talk about these virtues, but also the treatment of widows and orphans, the treatment of women, the treatment of children, right? I mean, no, 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 do not forbid the children to come to me. Yes. You know, when when the children were the lowest of the low. Yeah. Um, no, 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 exactly. let them come to me. Oh, dude, and, and we see it. I mean, the, the very founding of orphan rescue mission yes. is uniquely historically Christian. Yeah. It, it was, they, children weren't seen as, image bearing right precious people they had to in that world you proved your worth right you proved even adoption is interesting uh i've read a lot about this in jack packer's work uh knowing god in chapter 20 21 the sons of god it's it's one of the best chapters i've ever read of any book period go back to the books podcast and uh he just compellingly makes the point that in Roman culture, adoption was often based on you. You didn't adopt little babies. That's more current, right? Today, if you adopted, you would adopt usually a strong young man who had proven his strength and worth in some way. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. How counter the gospel is to that? Yes. No, no. The helpless and the yes. needy. Uh, the worth has nothing to do because in and of ourselves we have we, nothing we have to bring. No worth, yeah. Other than we are loved. By him, yes, uh, and we're, we're made in his image. So, yeah, dude, that wow, that that aside is there. Can I get my other one? In? Yes, my third one. Yes, and then we can do some more and and uh, next time and kind of do back and forth with the objections, because uh, that I think will prepare people to think about what does this look like in the yes. real world. Yeah, when people come back at you, etc. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But you know, the one I do it almost every year, dude, is the fact mm-hmm. that in all four Gospels, you can yeah. look at this. So in, in Matthew, it would be chapter 28. Mm-hmm. Um, in Luke, you'd start looking at chapter 23 into 24, yep. uh, to cross to resurrection, but really 24. Um, in uh, in Mark, I should say, you'd start looking at chapter 16. Yep. Um, and in John, uh, you would look at 20 and 21. Uh, and you can see this, all four Gospels, without exception, the first witnesses of the empty tomb yes. are women. Yeah. No exceptions. Yeah. There's not an outlier out there. Well, this one suggests it was a man. Maybe the woman came later. The gospel writers are going out of their way to tell us. So, again, yeah. if they are concocting the story, yeah. they are the dumbest people on the planet. Because, yeah. again, when you concoct a story, right. you get to do whatever you want. Dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing my MFA program at yep. Wilkes right now, and I'm writing a lot of stories. Yeah. Um, 
and we just did an exercise recently on third-person omniscience. Yep. And my professor said, and it's an online class, but she said, remember, have fun with this. You're the, she put, quote, God of the story. Right. But you know what she means. Yeah. You do whatever you want. Yeah. You, you, if you want a character doing this, that's mm-hmm. your decision. If you want to tell us what a character is thinking, but not tell us what, do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you're not limited where if you're a first-person narrator. Yeah. You don't know what's in the heads of other people. So I thought that was interesting. I, I was thinking about this, that they have a chance to write mm-hmm. whatever they want. Yep. If they're making it up. If they're making it up, yeah. And they would choose to have women yeah. as the first witnesses in a day and age. And yeah. again, I, we always like to stress this. Oh, yeah. This is not the Bible's right. view. This is the culture right. in which the world of the Bible was written. Yes. Uh, the culture rejected really the validity yeah. of female testimony. Yep. In uh, most judicial contexts, it wasn't admissible. Yeah. What I used to teach, where you teach now, yep. Nathan, and would do apologetics like you and I both taught, mm-hmm. I would uh, often give the example. I'd pick a male student, and i say, okay, now let's just say, guys, uh, these three people are in the room, and it's, it's Billy, it's John, and it's Sarah. Mm-hmm. I said, and uh, Sarah, you uh, see Billy one day picks up a chair and starts bludgeoning John with it, you know? Uh, I like to do those things in a Christian school. That's set, right. You know, we put those good images in the kid's head. <laughs> and I said, and then, um, Sarah, you run down the hall and you get Mr. Bell. Yeah. Mr. Bell, you know, these boys and Billy's bludgeoning John or whoever I said did. Right, right. Um, and you were to say, mm, really? Now, uh, was Tommy there? Was Joseph there? Was Eric there? No, it was just me. Mm. To to kind of shock them a little bit to see, this is how women were seen. Yeah. Like, until a man saw it, right. we don't really care what you saw. Right. Okay. Dude, that to me is atomic. Yeah. Oh, In yeah. all four Gospels, yeah. it's women yeah. that are the first eyewitnesses of the empty tomb yeah. or Jesus himself. Yeah. Mary Magdalene and John's Gospel gets pressed, the women that are mentioned and. Luke 8, that resurface again in, in Luke 24. Uh, there, Why would you do that? Yes. So I love that argument. Yeah, and and that is so profound because, again, if I'm going to make something up, yeah. then in in this story, right, if I want, it, it's almost it's almost backwards, right? If I'm going to put, put a piece of fiction out there yeah. in this day and age, then the women are the ones who are going to give the testimony. Right. Right? I mean, right. that's that's essentially what I'm going to do, is if right. I'm going to post a piece of fiction, right. you know, this guys, this is a supposal. Right. Right? In this day and age, that's what's going on. Right. We know that's not the case. Right. All four Gospels have been verified yeah. as being historically accurate. In fact, Luke has been touted by Christians and non-Christians. Yeah. As being a historian of the highest caliber. Oh, it, it does it, it, impeccable research. Yeah. You, you know that from his introduction. Yeah. You know, uh, which that's a whole other subject. But yeah, he's so clear yes. about the investigative work, the eyewitness testimony, the yes. reports, the synthesizing these details and laying it out. Oh, it's it's an incredibly yes. researched document. And interestingly enough, it would have had to have been. Yes. Matthew was there. John yes. was there. Mark has Peter, yes, uh, which the tradition really reinforces. Um, so Luke, what's he left with? Yeah, many accounts, yes, many stories, all these eyewitnesses, yeah, yeah. including women. It's incredible. And 
one of the things that we that we didn't say. So here's another one. Yeah. Because this is again, well, right? They all they all basically wrote the same thing, right? So that just means that they were all in it together. Ah, oh, right, right. Now, Greg, you're doing uh, your your writing course, and yeah. so talk to us about why this is a problem. Yeah, you mean uh, the objection? Yeah. That 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 people yeah. uh, would would say this. Yeah. So in other words, the charge would be like collusion. Yeah. What's well, interesting. Uh, because there's so many ways to go on this, but if it's collusion, what do people do? How many crime movies have you seen? Oh yeah, where uh, you know people. I, I was watching The Wire recently. I've yes. kind of gone back yep. to The Wire, and and I think in the first season, um, you know, there's uh, the cops get they they do something stupid. I think they actually they they try to be prove them they're tough guys to go into this project. Yep. Um, and this one kid is sitting on his car, so one of the cop cops beats and hurts him worse than he intends. Mm-hmm. So one of the other officers, it's a terrible scene, but basically says, no, what happened was, and then he goes to the next one, what happened? Yeah. What happened was, yeah. no, what happened? That's collusion. Yep. That is a fabricated story. And the Gospels, while they tell the same, are so nuanced yes. and so different. Yes. That it doesn't look like collusion, right? Yes, the generalist story is yes. There. So to me, dude, it's a classic example. You're on catty corner, at, uh, you know, at an intersection. Yep. I'm on the other side. There's somebody from a parking lot away. We're going to to describe what happened. Yes. And you're going to see evidence of of overlap. Yes. But individual details that these three people yes. could never have gotten together. Yeah. That's what you see in the Gospels. Yeah. And that's what I tell my students, right? I give the example of a mall. So, yeah. you know, Mrs. Bell and I, we, we go to the mall over the weekend and we run into six of our students in the food court. Yeah. And all of us are asked to recount those events. Yeah. Well, I, I may only talk about Mrs. Bell and I and then uh, the, the one student who I had a conversation with. Yes. So I haven't mentioned the other five. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they weren't there. It's no. just, to my recollection, they weren't an important piece of the story. Right. It, this was what was important. It was I was having a conversation with Johnny. Yeah. You know, where where Mrs. Bell would look at it and, you know, she said hi to each and every person. So when she's recounting the events, she will tell you, oh, yeah, we walked up and I said hi to this person, this person, this person, this, you know. And, yes. And they were there. And then, you know, I spoke to two or three of them. And then, you, you know, it's it's going to look different because the pieces that you're looking at are yes. different. And so when you read the Gospels in this story, these people are mentioned. Same exact story in a different Gospel. They're not. Yes. And so, dude, I love that example because that covers. You're right, many aspects of the gospel. Often, you'll see uh, the story of, of Bartimaeus. Well, was he the only blind man, blind Bartimaeus? Because another gospel says there were two. Right. Well, one seems to be the spokesman. One, to to me, those things reinforce authentic yes. eyewitness testimony. Yes. Now, if an investigator said, "Okay, I got." Nathan Bell's story. I've got this student, you know, Tommy Smith, yeah. who was there. I've got this. Um, they're all telling a story which tells them, and they're a little different, different details. If Tommy says, no, I was in North Carolina. I wasn't at the mm-hmm. mall. You got a problem. Right. If, uh, you know, he's talking to you and Nathan says, the mall? No, we went to Raven Stadium. Yes. I don't know. 
Uh, then you, you can start finding some contradictions. But if anything, the individual nuances confirm the yes. story because you're getting eyewitness testimony. Yes. Then you look for the cop. Yep. You know, they were at the mall. They were in the food court. Yep. There's these little details that yes. come across. And when you really do a fine tooth comb, yes. uh, looking over the gospels, yes, dude, it's always built my faith, never shaken it. Well, because again, you know, you say Tommy's in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Well, if the other five of us are like, no, he wasn't. Right. Who's lying? Well, that and another that's, great and that's thing. the thing is like, you another know, great thing. You can weed out. Yes. The false. Yes. Narrators. Yes. That's a great point. And that's and that's what. That's what the early church did yeah. to care and preserve the gospels. Absolutely. Is, wait a minute. Why do we have over 200 witnesses saying this where we only have five witnesses saying this? Yes. Yes. And and they did. Again, you look at Luke. Luke was so intentional and so careful about yeah. his investigative process yes. and documentations. I mean, he has... Uh, it's clear to us that he has a friend. He is trying to put the gospel forth to him, this person, Jesus, to him. Right. In whatever capacity. And so he wants to make sure that this friend is getting the most accurate picture yep. possible. So what? how would we sum this up, dude? I think we've done four. We, we would say so far we've covered um, who would die for a lie when they know it's a lie. Yep. Uh, we've we've covered uh, the changed lives, yep. the before and after, the before and after of the disciples. Yeah, we've covered the women, yes, being the original eyewitness testimonies. And then uh, this fourth one that you've introduced, Nathan, I might call the the collusion. Yes, the 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 evidence of non collusion. Yeah, collusion uh, delusion. Yeah, collusion delusion. Oh, brother, you're a pre that'll preach, bro. <laughs> collusion delusion. Come on now, um, give me an amen. But yes, the, 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 the nature of, uh, I think, of uh, eyewitness, that was my, yeah. my little Easter week series, the, the rich textured detail of yes. eyewitness testimony. Um, there's a wonderful book that's been written that's just called The Eyewitnesses of Jesus. It's a scholarly work. Uh, Bauckham, I think, is the name. Okay. I'll have to, to double check that. It's on, it's on my Kindle. In fact, let me look because it, um, I've used it recently in in my series yes yep and it's uh it's a very very good book if somebody's looking for a, a pretty um scholarly source uh and watch me not be able to find it now <laughs> hold on let me do a search uh on my computer it would come up uh eyewitnesses yeah jesus and the eyewitnesses by richard bauckham mm. Uh, and it is um, second editions done by um, Erdman's Publishing. Okay. Uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, it originally came out in 06. They did a second edition in 2017. And its entire premise, and it's thoroughly researched. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive volume, but its entire premise is that all the Gospels read. Yes. Like eyewitness testimony. Yeah. So he examines eyewitness testimony from the ancient world. Yeah. In source after source. Some of it, dude, it's very hard to follow. But then he just goes through line yes. by line and shows all of these little details that speak of eyewitness accounts. Yes. Very faith-building, encouraging yeah. work, which deals with the resurrection, but it deals with the whole of Jesus' yeah. life. So 
There's so many resources. Well, I mean, you know, Lee Strobel, A Case for Christ, yeah. is still a, a, oh, it's a great, great resource. Great I mean, book. you know, this is a, what was he, a, a journalist from the Chicago Times. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe so, or, or Tribune. Tribune, yeah. yeah. And uh, just his wife became a believer, I, I think, and, uh, you know, started talking to him. And so he, basically his goal was to set out and show his wife that what she believed was wrong. Yeah, he couldn't do it. And, and well, <laughs> so much so, right, he, so he starts here, well, he actually travels over to Europe to yeah. find some of these ancient manuscripts right. and, and try to look at the validity of this. Yeah. And initially comes to the point where he's like, Okay, I can't disprove it, yeah. but I'm not going to become a believer. But then yes. over time, he does. And and do you remember he does a lot of his chapters or portions with interviews with experts? Yes. In a classic, yeah, almost investigative, investigative reporter type way. How yeah. you do it? Some really great stuff. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Strobel. Uh, but dude, wait a minute. Uh, Strobel is open to the thought that the Earth might not have been created in six 24-letter day. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I had to throw that one in yeah. there. <laughs> You can take it out and post it if you want. But I'm thinking, what a valuable oh, resource. I know. And again, yeah. it's about the essentials. Yes. It's about the yeah. essentials. So and yeah, we really, can debate. He might get to heaven and find out he's wrong. Right. But what he's right on right. is very helpful to, and one of to the, the believer. one of the keys for him, again, was the resurrection. Yes. And that's really why I brought this up was because for yeah. him... I mean, he is such a master. Again, yeah. I mean, he was an investigative journalist yeah, yeah. for this big, you know, like you said, I think yeah. it was the Tribune. I think you know. it was. It wasn't a, uh, you know, he yeah. wasn't doing it for the... Uh, right, the Aegis. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, we had our first slam of a local... I, I thought the Aegis, and I was going to say, for the... Uh, <laughs> For the Tawny Town Gazette. But yeah, let's just say the Harm County Aegis, right? All due respect to you Bel Air Aegis readers. Yeah, I mean, if that, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, work for the Aegis. That's good. Um, but yeah, when you, you mention a major, yeah. you know, internationally known, respected paper, you're thinking, this is this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, and even lesser, um, I would say, is you mentioned it last week, uh, Josh McDowell's more than a carpenter. Yeah. Now, oh. he he takes a lot of those things. I would say, Lee, while Lee Strobel does the deep dive into all this, yeah. Josh McDowell basically says, here's the thing, now go look it up. Here are my resources. Right, right. Yeah, because he had these books that were called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Yes. That are almost encyclopedia entries yes. of all these things. And more than a carpenter was a very... I haven't looked at that book. I'm going to, dude, in, I, in years... In my early years yeah. of following Jesus, I gave that away all the time. Yeah. Or would reference it. And he's got several of these things that we've talked about in there. Popular. Yeah. He popularized some, some, some research at the time. Um, so, yeah. Well, dude, I look forward to doing this. That's right. We're at a point now where I'm going to go another two hours. And we won't stop, <laughs> so. Well, my friend, we will be back uh, next week with our... Part three and final part yes, sir. of uh, the resurrection. So this has been good. Until the next time, Greg, we just rock the Casbah. Yes. Thank you again for listening to these Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.